You're listening to Talking Tricks, the home of amazing stories from magic, circus, variety and comedy performers. Hello and welcome to Talking Tricks, the podcast with us, Cain and Abel, two magicians with the exact same voice. And welcome to a very special Split Egg, a magic show about being twins preview. Today we're going to tell you everything you need to know about our brand new show which is opening in London next month. It's the most exciting magic show to debut in London. Uh, we will discuss... Says who? Says me! Oh right. Says me. We will discuss the one question everybody asked us that led to the show's concept, its name, narrative and the two year journey to opening in London. We mentioned Splag a little bit last week before our Chris Cox interview and we've been inundated with people wanting to know more so we thought we'd sit down and tell you everything you need to know about our new show. 16th of November etc theatre, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's it, yeah. Go to the pub now. We can get, come on there, let's go down the pub. Although Costa are giving away free coffees today. It's free coffee. Yeah, it's like going to McDonald's to get a free burger, isn't it? Yes, I suppose it is probably. Yeah, but are McDonald's giving away free burgers? I don't, don't know, I don't care. Either way. Either way. If, if, if um, Monmouth were giving away free coffee, oh, yeah. that's something to be excited about. Yeah. Monmouth is a good coffee, is it? For the London listeners. Non Londoners, small town regional people, go to your local independent coffee shop. Yeah, I suppose you could do that. Or you can go to your co op where they're giving away free costas. So is it at every. It's Costa Express. Why are we we telling people that? I don't know. Have they given you some money? No. Stop it. I've had a free free costa and I'm a little bit jittery, to be honest. But as I said, we're going to preview our show, but before then, our show is in November. What a month of magic there is all over the UK. I've, I've kind of scoured the internet to see what's going on. My goodness, there's some amazing shows. So I'm gonna Which month are you talking about? October. Here? Right. This current month. wasn't clear. Yeah. Okay. November. Yeah. There's go good shows on, but on don't the go way... to any of them. Go to Split Egg. That's the only show to think about in November. In October, yeah. to build yourself up. I'm going to read out some of these shows, and Kane, you can tell me which ones you're looking forward to the most. So Jay Adkins is doing a State of Mind October the 4th in Birmingham. Griffin and Jones are doing their Locking Cabaret 12th of October in Guildford. Circus 1903 is back in the UK and that opens October the 15th all the way to the end, the 31st, at the Birmingham Hippodrome, beautiful theatre that I saw Jesus Christ Superstar in once. They then go into further dates in November, Circus 1903, building up to their London Christmas season. Neil Kelso does I Draw Clouds on October the 16th at the Theatre Delhi, Beautiful Magicians Club. They're doing their Halloween show on the 26th of October. Seance Conversations in the Dark by Christopher Howell, 29th and 30th of October at the Asylum in London. And Darcy Oak comes to Leicester Square Theatre on the 31st of October. You've had an email. I know, I know. It's Who's it from? Is it from Costa? It's from Costa. It's like, can you stop saying those things, please? No, it's not an email. It's a... Um... Is it a gig? Have we got a gig? It's not a gig. It's, it's, quite, it's quite strange what it is, actually. I will tell you, it's a picture of Mel Barsley in a hot tub. Really? Yeah. Has he sent that to you? He's just sent it to us now, yeah. I think he sent that to the wrong person, surely. That is Mel Barsley in a hot tub, isn't it? Is that Tony Davis with it? I don't know. No, there's a couple of dogs there, though. Uh, and their pets as well. Um, yeah. Well, thank you, Mel, for that. <laughs> I hope Mel listens to the podcast, but we've, you just received your picture, Mel. I'm pretty sure Mel does. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, well, there we go, Mel. Hopefully, we will see Mel Bardsley at the end of this month at the final ever Shropshire Magic Society meeting at the Lord Hill Hotel. Sadly, Lord Hill Hotel is closing down, which is where we did our first... I did my first ever gig. We did a few close-up competitions. Mm-hmm. Many stars have come through there. Paul Debeck, Steve Della. They've all performed there. Lots of great lectures. And uh, the Lord Hill Hotel is no more. So one more last hurrah for the Shropshire Magic Society there. And we'll hopefully get there and see Mel Barsley in person and ask him all about why he did a hot tub at 20 to 4 on a Tuesday afternoon. We'll so find out. The weather's obviously better in Shropshire than it is in... London today. Wet Walthamstow. Drizzly mm. Walthamstow. But Kane, out of all those shows, uh, which which ones are tickling your pickle the most? <laughs> all of them. Yeah? Every single one of them. Every single one of them. Go on then, pick pick two or three. Can I see them? You read through them a bit quick, really. Got- um, the ones that sh- um, jumped... Well, obviously, you know, I live in London, so I'm going to go to the London ones. Oh. Um, Griffin and Jones. Is that part of the Guildford Fringe? It is. Yeah. Okay. Um... I believe they've got quite a good lineup, haven't they? Is this the one with Binky and Maud on? Yes. And Kieran. Yeah. Kieran Lefever or Nee Johnson, who was on the podcast. Binky and Maud, who I'd like to get on the podcast at some point. Mm. They're a very fun sort of uh, singing duo, aren't they? Mm. And lovely people. Mm. And there's a bit of burlesque as well at that show. Yeah, that'll be good. And Griffin and Joe's nice guys. Go and see them in Guildford. Circus 1903, we saw that. We probably had a little chat after on the podcast about enjoying it, but that's a good show, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, have they changed any of the acts? Or was no, it the same show as last year? It's definitely got David Williamson in it. Yeah, he's on the poster, isn't he? He's on the he poster. He is the poster. He is the poster. There might be a few different acts, but... Uh, I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast will be going along to that show anyway. Definitely. And if you're not, get a ticket and go along. I don't think it'll be very expensive. It's going to wear Birmingham. Birmingham Hippodrome, which is one of my favourite theatres. Yeah. Did you Have you ever had a good coffee in Birmingham? I have, actually. Yeah? But I can't remember where it was. Um, the last time I was passing through Birmingham, me and uh, my good friend Andrew Bates. Oh, Batesy. The chef. Yeah. Um, we went and had a, a coffee somewhere in, like, a Turkish place. It was incredibly strong. Right. Yeah. Mm. I don't know what it's called. So look out for a Turkish coffee um, prior to Circus 1903 to to help get you through there. We can put the name of that coffee shop in the body of this uh, bit. Yeah, in the body. If you can find it out, we'll find it out. I will find it out. Yeah, I'll find it out. Yeah. I tell you what I'm interested in. Seance, Conversations Dark by Christopher Howell. I know nothing about it. So that's not Seance. It's not Seance, no. Um, But that looks really good. And I might try and go to that. Where's it on? It's on at the Asylum in London. We, I won't go to that. It's the 29th and 30th of October. We're travelling back from our... <laughs> travelling back from Cyprus. From our days. residency in Greece. <laughs> I didn't want to say that word. But yeah, from our residency. Is it a residency because we don't get paid as much as our normal gigs? No, we get paid handsomely by that. That's not a residency. That's what a residency is when you don't get paid as much. Yeah, so it can't be a residency in Greece because it's, 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 it's a good paying gig. Um, but sorry, Christopher Howe, we can't come to that show. I'd like to come to that show. Darcy Oak at Leicester Square Theatre might be interesting. Yeah, that's a definite, I think, really, isn't it? On Halloween. Is it? Should we dress Ooh, up? Ooh, spooky. <laughs> spooky. Spooky show. So lots of great magic shows. Neil as well. I'll go to Neil, definitely. I'll at Neil. I think he's... Um, it's his third time he's done it now. I think so, yeah. And I know very much that it's completely different to the, the first mm-hmm. draft. Yeah. But with the same 
sort of premise and idea, but new tricks and new routines and new pieces. So I'm very interested to go along and see that. The one, and it's just nice to see Neil. It's always <laughs> nice to see Neil. And Theatre Delhi does good coffee. Theatre Delhi do do good coffee. Theatre Delhi does good coffee. And good in coffee. our opinions. Yeah, yeah in you my know. opinion. Um, and also good red wine, in my opinion. What I liked about Neil's I Draw Flowers when I last saw it was when he was the dove and he was appearing the magician. Yeah, that's not in it anymore. I know. Almost certainly It'd not. It'd be good for him to carry on that concept. I, think, I don't think he'll abandon it at the side of the road, but I think uh, that was a fun thing. So we're going to delve in now to Split Egg, a magic show about being twins. Kane, this is your idea, this show, mm-hmm. as you love to tell people when they see the show and say, mm. God, I like that show. Uh, who, how did you come up with the idea? You go, me! It's all my idea. So go on, what led to you coming up with the idea to do uh, the show Split Egg, the concept of the show? Well, most people that watch us and realise that we're twins. And we do mention that we're twins in our previous shows. Always say, oh, do you ever use twins in the... Oh, you should use it in your, sh- in your show, sort of thing. Basically that we're playing the role of, of, of one person. Uh-huh. Which we have done in the past in um, like immersive theatre yeah. experiences, but never in, in a magic show, sort of thing. Probably because we're both too arrogant that we both want to be the, on stage all the time. Neither of us want to be the man under the stage taking his bow. So I basically thought there would be something more interesting we could do using the fact that we were twins and to write a show with it. And also I wanted to write a show that was sort of completely unique and I think the easiest way to do that is to write something that is about you and no one else can do it really because it's about you, isn't it? Then basically you create something unique yeah. and it might be good and it might be terrible but it's un- it's unique and only you can do it sort of thing. And it basically just sort of challenges all the silly things that people say. People are interested in twins. You know, if I wasn't a twin, I'd be interested in a twin. Um, so often people will say certain things like, have you ever dated the same girl? It's something that most people all think, oh, I wonder if they've ever dated the same girl. Do they feel each other's pain? Do they know what each other are thinking? Um, those are sort of the main questions that people will ask a set of twins. And we've basically taken that and used that as a structure to the show. Because obviously, when everyone said, oh, you should, do, you should use your twinny, what everyone thought was, we'd make ourselves look exactly the same and we'd do a show as one person, but mm. we'd be able to do loads of really good twin bits. Mm. And I know we actually thought about the idea of starting a show like that, then actually almost revealing how that opening bit was done and then going into us as a double act. Why did you not want to kind of just... I think it's lazy. That? It is, I think it's it? too obvious. Yeah. Um, and obviously there is a a set of twins that do an act like that. And if that's what you like, that's what you like. But I, I just think it's, yeah, it's just obvious and lazy. It's, if 50 to 100 people meet you after a show and suggest that you do something, yeah. I don't think it's a reason to do it because it's that everyone else is thinking about it. And I think any sort of performance should be surprising and shocking. And um, you were talking about a film you watched yesterday mm. and you said it didn't end how you thought it was going to end. All the best films don't end how you think. You, you need a twist at the end. If you watch something and you can basically figure out what's going to happen and where these performers and where these people are going to go for the next hour, it gets very boring. And I think to do an act like that, 
the novelty would wear off after a couple of minutes, wouldn't it? Whilst this is a 45 minute to an hour long piece, which just goes and takes you on a bit more of a roller coaster ride, and there's lots more avenues and lots more interesting places that you can go with the show. We'll dig into you know the meat of the show and kind of exactly what people can expect from the kind of tricks and the kind of stories and narrative that we tell. But let's talk about the name very quickly, Split Egg, mm. uh, a magic show about being twins. Yes. We can take sort of dual responsibility for this in that uh, we both wanted to call the show different things, so we called it both of those things. Yes. But who is responsible for Split Egg? Surely dearest sister-in-law Anna needs some kind of recognition for this. I suppose she probably does, yeah. I think it's a cool name for a show. Yeah. I kind of had the idea for the image that we use before the name of the show, which, um, spoiler alert anyone that's seen the image, I basically drew that and then emailed it to our dear father and said, can you make this less crap, please? And then that's what he did. Over, it took him quite a, few, quite a bit of time, actually. He spent a lot of time on it. He's made art. it beautifully. He's it? made it beautifully. It's amazing. Um, but I liked this image of a face splitting. And I think it's, it's interesting, slightly unusual. A lot of people have suggested using the face split down the other way. Yes, like the WWF used for Invasion when it was Shane. Do that. Everybody uses it. It's overused sort of thing. And this face image... Off, I think, is the main one, isn't it? People, the film face-off that people are think. Yeah. Wrestling fans will know what I mean. Okay. But that's a particularly good one. But this image, actually, I saw a picture similar to it in The Magic Castle. Did you? Yeah. You can't take pictures in The Magic Castle. Yeah. And this could have just been something that I created in my head uh -huh. or a memory that I've created. But I also like the fact that it does exist, but no one will ever see it. Yeah. And it, it's, it's of an actual photograph that has almost sort of, of this one person that's face is almost merging into two. Yeah. And it's quite creepy and sort of 1920s sort of looking, maybe even older than that. But yeah, that's when I first saw the image and then tried to find similar things online and there was nothing there really. So the image came first and technically we are a split egg. Yeah. Because technically we're an egg which is split into, into two because we're identical twins. Yeah, or a half egg as our sister-in-law Anna refers half to. Half egg, yeah. They're weird halfies. Yeah, because that's the thing with twins. Sometimes people are like, are you identical? And they don't really understand the science behind twins is either you're one egg that's fertilised that then splits and that is an identical twin, mm. or you are two eggs that are fertilised, and therefore you are non-identical twins. Which is how you get boys and girls. Which is how you get boys and girls. And the other thing I, I liked about the name, because the problem we had with our previous show was it was called Breaking the Magician's Code. Yeah. Now, we called it that because it was very obvious kind of what the show was going to be. Yeah. And it was easy to get bums on seats, basically, because people would be like, oh, they might be revealing something here. Which then you come to the show and you realise that, that we're not really revealing anything. But the big issue with that was that there was a TV show that had exactly the same name. Yeah. So if you were to Google it, it would be the first thing that would come up. So I wanted to name it something that, if you put it into Google, there were no other hits. So at the time of writing the show, if you typed split egg into Google, nothing else would come up. It was a Google whack. It was a Google whack. Well, I am intrigued to know what is so important that you've been clicking away at the laptop, which I hope you don't do when you have other guests no, to never. be interviewed. But so what I must I say it's rather distracting. What I needed to remember was I saw a oh, sticker. Did you hear my name? Yeah, I did. 
I saw a sticker on a hand dryer in a toilet mm. of a cafe in London, in Clapton, and it's similar to the, fa- the faces that we've used, but it's two ducks. Oh, that's funny. So it's two dark cartoon ducks. It's like the eyes and the beak and then a second beak. Yeah. And I took a picture and I put it on our Instagram. Okay. So people can find that on our Instagram. But it's Jim's Caf. Jim's Cafe. In um, If it has a little jobby above the E, does that make it a cafe? And if it doesn't have it, is it a calf? Jim's Caf, I think it is, which does bloody good hot chocolate. Okay. And it had that sticker on the... Uh, on the thing in there, which is what I was looking at. Now, the only other thing we'll add on... I don't think the payoff was good enough there. Okay. The only other thing we'll add on names is I insisted on adding a magic show about being twins. Yeah. After Split Egg. Now, the reason for this is... Because you're simple. Because, yes, (laughs) I am simple. And I know people like me will look at Split Egg and go, Oh, I don't get it. I don't get what it is. However, if you put a magic show about being twins, people are like, oh, it's a magic show about being twins. And a lot of people that um, I speak to in Edinburgh when flyering the show, they've been like, oh, split egg. Oh, a magic show about being twins. And then they get it. And then they come. But I mentioned Edinburgh. And we mentioned at the top of this that this is the debut in London. But it's had two years at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe. What We learned a lot during that. This last year was an absolute dream because I think we kind of nailed the show and we just did it. And it just got better and nicer and nicer. But the first year... But the ending was completely different. The ending was completely different. And the first year was interesting to go there with a show, learn what worked, what didn't work, change a few bits. And then this year's run was really fun, really great. And now I think it's ready for a bigger audience. What did you get out of Edinburgh with this show? This year? Both years. Both years, yeah. It's the first time we've done a really unique show. Yeah. And I think the sort of... The kick or the buzz that you get off performing your own routines or your own tricks and telling your own jokes is completely different. Like, that's why being original is is really important to some people. Mm -hmm. And I think I realise that I only really want to create and perform original shows. Yeah, I think it's a nice mix of our own completely original magic. It's our, it's, and it's more our style of comedy, I think. It's silly. There's some silly moments in it. There's some slapstick. Yeah. In it, there's some thunder going on. I don't know if that's going to pick up, but if it does, it's thundering outside our studio apartment <laughs> in Walthamstow, <laughs> where we're doing this at the minute. Maybe it's the split egg gods saying they're not happy with us for speaking too we're much. We're the split egg gods. Okay, that's all right then. That's good. Yeah, I think it's a nice mix of... It, it's what I like about magic, that every trick we do has a real concept. That's what I think we were failing with with a lot of other stuff. Even with Bryony coming up. No. Even oh. with breaking the magician's code, when we were like, oh, each trick, um, we're going to break a code. But not each trick and routine kind of really nailed that. But what I think we've done with this is we've nailed the concept. So if the very concept at the beginning is, do you know what each other are thinking? And then there's a few routines and tricks, which is that kind of, you know, sharing of thoughts. The same with feeling. But it's been nice that we've been able to be subtle with it. It's not like... Do you know what each other is feeling? Poke him three times. Oh, you poked me three times. You know, there is more of a subtle kind of undertone to what we're doing. But at the very beginning of the show, we do a nice little routine with cards that just sets everything up Yeah, the whole show. Which was, that was the last thing that, was, that I created, really. People that are listening to this that don't know how our creative, how we work, is basically that 
I kind of come up with an idea and then bring it to you. Um, and the, the way this worked was that we came up with the idea of doing a show about being twins. Yeah. And then I created the name and then I created most of the pieces and you came with one idea and said, I want to do this, mm. which often happens. You'll go, I want to do this trick or I want to do this premise. And then I'll go away and scribble around and, and work it. And then we, we come together and we create a lot in rehearsal and a fair bit on the road. But this one was kind of pretty much all there before we took it on the road, wasn't it, really? The um, main bit I think that I said I wanted to do was... The bits with objects, should we say. Yeah, well, I know that. Yeah, objects and bits and pockets. But it's behind it is this story that only developed during Edinburgh of actually, it's why we don't look the same. Yeah. And that's a question that people, you know, they're like, oh, you're twins, you've got different haircuts. And it wasn't in the script at all of why we don't look the same. But in doing this trick that we didn't quite have nailed as to the reason we were doing it, during the first run of Edinburgh, I think after like five days, it built a whole new story. Mm. And it well, was a story of us being at school and wanting to be different and wanting to be unique. Yeah. I mean, deep down, that that piece and the whole show really is about identity. Yeah. How that we... How can two people look the same and be, and be so different? I, yeah, I think maybe it wasn't clear in the original scripting that that's where we were kind of going. But that was always where I was trying to get us to go with that piece. Yeah. Um, and I can remember after a few days of doing it in Edinburgh, we went to a, a show and I took you to a particular show. I was like, let's go to this show. It was just their sort of style of performing and storytelling that um, that piece then kind of exploded, didn't it? Yeah. Um, from then on in really. Yeah, so it's developed and I think the first year we did it in Edinburgh we won an award. We we got nominated for an award. We came second. Yes. We got the silver medal. Yeah. In the Dark Chats Award for um, Best Free Show. Yeah. Because it was part of the PBH Free Fringe, which we should mention very quickly because we wouldn't have been able to come and do this show in a paid venue. We, you know, the first year that we did it, we were, as you said, breaking in this new show. We wouldn't have been able to do that in one of the big venues where we have to guarantee X amount of ticket sales to break even. So we were, we were nice that we were in a room by ourselves. Uh, it was a show that works perfectly for 10 to 20 people. It does. So if you have that low numbers, that's fine. And there were certain shows, and I think we had like 11 people in, but by the end of the show, we, we knew everyone's name. And we built that real rapport with everyone. And I think it was one of these shows that the, the people had come in to kind of judge this thing. And look, let's, you know, let's call a spade a spade. It's a small award that a man who writes a lovely blog uh, does. And a lot of the shows he takes his sons to. And that was something really nice. I think it was like a sort of 10, 11 year old son and his dad. They come to this show and it was perfect for both of them. Even though there's some pretty dark moments in the show. Yeah. And there's some pretty gruesome moments in the yeah. show. But they're both at the beginning. They're both at the beginning. Um, and I think we've had like eight-year-olds and stuff, and I say to them before they come in, I'm like, look, there's a bit there's a bit with a knife. <laughs> it might be a bit gruesome for them. But they're all pretty good with it. Um, but it was lovely to win that little award, mm. as little as it was. And mm. it was nice to get that recognition. And they were like, look, it's a five-star show. It's just out of 600 shows that are free. That was the We were one of the ones that were picked. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, and um, the, the free fringe is fantastic to to go along and bed in a bed in a show, and you can sort of discover things on the road about a show that you can only really do on the free fringe when people are coming in and they're taking a chance on you. And now the reason we're doing this show in London basically is because I feel like we've got 
we, we've taken it as far as we can in a free room, uh, which was the same with Breaking the Magician's Code, wasn't it, really? Which is why we took it to Australia. Yeah. Is that you get to a stage where you're like, okay, now we need to do a little bit of something with the sounds and the lights and more technical um, elements of it. And that's kind of where the show is at now. And let's talk about the venue that it's going in, because I put out a tweet today mm-hmm. with, with tickets and saying that the tickets are now on sale. And I described the Etcetera Theatre as the perfect venue for this show. And I think it is. What we're talking at is 40 seats, raked, comfortable seating, little black box theatre, the chance to do more interesting things with lights and with sound, a room that we've worked in before. It's perfect for a close-up stroke parlour show, which is what this is, really. Um, we saw John Lenahan in it. We mentioned that on the last podcast, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we don't need to talk about that more, do we? So, yeah, we saw John Lenahan in it and was like, this is how... Because it's how I want to perform magic, really. I think magic, where you can see what's going on and it's very up close, I think that is the best way to to view magic. Um and this is the ideal venue to perform it in, really. And it's above the Oxford Arms, mm. which is a pub that shows live football in the heart of Camden, just down the road from uh, Camden Town Tube Station. So it's a great... I still love Camden, you know. I think Camden back in the day was kind of a real rock and roll vibe and then cool people started going to Shoreditch and stuff. And I think that's where a lot of people go when they come to London. But I still love Camden. There's still loads of live music on in Camden. There's still loads of proper good pubs. And the Oxford Arms is a good pub. Yeah. And above it is an amazing little theatre with unbelievable shows. And we'd recommend going to the Etcetera Theatre's website to see what else is on. Can I list my top five pubs in Camden? You can list your top five pubs in Camden. Go. Sheephaven Bay. Yeah, it's that. That's kind of that is Camden, but it's right by Mornington Crescent, right? Yeah, but it yeah. still counts as Camden. It does it's in the borough of Camden. Yeah, yeah. Sheephaven Bay. Yeah. Blues Kitchen. Yeah. Spa. Yeah. Counts. Live music every night. Yeah. Hawley Arms. Hawley Arms is my number one. I love the Hawley Arms. It's a real labyrinth. The higher you get upstairs, and you know, there's always some rocker hanging out in there. You know, if you'd only had three, you could have set three. Have you got two more? Can I lift my top three pubs in, in Gambit? Well, surely the Oxford Arms is... is yeah, o- Oxford top. Arms. Yeah. Joe's is quite cool. Right. But that's kind of the other way. Yeah. And Fingy's there, isn't it? If you're going to have Blue's Kitchen, couldn't you put Ronnie Scott's in there? Is that where Ronnie Scott's no, is? Ronnie Scott's is in Soho. Ah, oh, which is the one right by the tube station? That is um, Pete's Express. <laughs> that's it. I the, love- it is. It's a jazz bar. It's and what, it's called Pe- Pizza it's, Express. Pizza Express. Yeah. But the, it's the original Pizza Express. Yeah. We'll have to check all of this before we put this bit in. Right. But it's Pizza Express and it's the original Pizza Express. Yeah. And when it opened, it was a pizza restaurant that was famous for having live jazz. But now they've obviously branched out, but they haven't taken the jazz to all their restaurants. But Jamie Cullum used to play there. Ah. I quite like the World's End which is right on that roundabout. Grottier, um, rockier bar. But I'll always remember when it was the 2012 Olympics and I'd just moved to London and I had no one to watch the Olympics with. I went... You went there and watched it with 200 strangers. I went... I did, yeah. Yeah, I went there and I watched it with 200 strangers and I saw Mo Farah Mm -hmm. win his gold medal and win his race with 200 strangers. And I thought, 
this is what the Olympics is all about. Because we're in Camden. Now Camden is where the cool rockers live out. It's not particularly a sporty area, is it? Yeah. But that's where everyone was watching it. I watched it on my own. I had a couple of pints. I might have had a Southern Comfort lemonade and lime. Mm -hmm. Just for, for retro. And then I probably went next door to Burger King. And that's part of the reason I wanted... Scumbag. I know. But this is part of... Look, we've just spoken about Camden. You've named five pubs you love. Uh, I've named another few pubs that I love. This is part of the reason I want to do this show in Camden. Camden's a part of London that I feel has got a really big identity. It's got lots of people wanting to go there. Um, we've done gigs there before. We did some... There's a brew dog in Camden. There's a brew dog in Camden. We did, some, we did one night a really lovely close-up. In Brewdog. We had a residency. We had a, re <laughs> <laughs> we had a re it was a residency at, at Brewdog in Camden. And I feel it's a really nice, fun part of London. And I'm really looking forward to doing this show here. It's, it's a cool place to hang out. Yeah. What well, time's our show on? Is it half nine? The show's on at nine. Okay, so people are going to be battered by the time they come in. Because it's a Saturday night. Yeah. That's it. So Was you... it Saturday night the last time we did a show? Friday night. Yeah, people were too drunk, weren't they? People were too drunk. Yeah, they said... It, in fact, it's nice that they've had us back, thanks, etc. Because they said, when everyone had left, they went, that's the rowdiest audience we've ever had in here. Yeah, it's the most they've ever made on a bar. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's because... Cain and Abel bring drinkers Cain in. Cain and Abel bring drinkers. So if you come in, guys, I don't want to... Don't get, don't get hammered. No. <laughs> it's not that type of show. But have a few drinks. Yeah. Because think... it's going to be dark, and the music's going to be slow. Yeah. And... I'm not saying that there's a chance you'll fall asleep. <laughs> it's a comfy, it's a comfy venue. Comfy venue. It's a free five show, isn't it? Okay, I was going, oh, I was going to say five, but okay. yeah, let's say for the general public, yeah, three pints. It's a three to five pint show, but hey, if you if you you can drink as much as you like once you've left. Yeah, we will be breathalysing you on the way into the theatre. Yeah, and and you can come sober. That's the other thing. Yeah, we mentioned lots of places to grab a coffee beforehand. And lots of places to, yeah, have a little drink. Have a Coke Zero. I don't know. You don't have to come hammered, but by all means, grab a drink. It's Saturday night, and this is something that I want to create. You know, this is, this is your evening. This is your Saturday night. It's our absolute privilege if um, people decide to come and spend a moment of their Saturday evening with us. And we're going to do the best show we can. It's, I think this is the best magic we've created the funniest jokes we've created, the strongest narrative to the whole show we've created. I can't wait to share it with 40 people, and it's just 40 people. Oh, get your tickets quick. Get your tickets quick, because tickets are on sale, and I know what's going to happen. How much are these tickets? £11. Really? Now, yeah, but let me let me wait. Hey, but we're not going to make any money. No, we can't. <laughs> we might... This is the type of thing we should discuss uh, before yeah. you just go and slap a, a price tag on there. It's £11, but included... It's a bargain. It is a bargain because included in that £11 is an annual membership to the Etc. Theatre. Oh. Yeah. How often do you think, I would like to be a member of a club? I would like to be a member of something. Well, here's the deal. I'd like to be a member of the Magic Circle. Yeah, well, you can. <laughs> You're just going to ask nicely if you're listening. And here's the thing. You are a member. If you buy an £11 ticket to this show, you are a member of the Etc. Theatre. Now, that brings with it some many benefits. So do, do they have to be a member? You have to be a member. Okay. Everyone it's not that, optional. It's not optional. Think of the Etc. Theatre as a member's bar. Yeah. You have to be a member to go there. But here's the thing. The membership is £1.50. Okay. 
for, for the year. So if you're already... So we're only getting £9.50 from the tickets. Exactly that. We're making no money. <laughs> we're not going to make a lot of money. We're not going to make any money. We're not going to make any money. But this is another one of your poor business <laughs> decisions that you've made. But we are presenting our work to the world yeah. in Camden. We're probably going to have a guy filming it. And, and is he coming to work for exposure? <laughs> we haven't. So he's going to make all the money. We've not ironed out our contract yet. Um, it's going to be filmed, and the reason but it's hey, going to be filmed about money, is, is so that this can, can go elsewhere, so that we can take this on tour of the world, and we can show it to lots of other venues, so that's going to happen. The nice thing about this magic show I should mention, and I'll mention it now that I've mentioned that we might be filming this, is it isn't one of those shows where you constantly bring up volunteers. In fact, no one has to leave their seat during the show. There's one trick that, depending on what direction it goes, someone has to stand up, but... We've developed a show that you can sit back I don't back think anyone will, will have to leave their seat. No. no. You can sit back, relax, and enjoy yourselves. You're not going to get brought up. You're not going to have a camera put in your face. Yeah, although we're filming, we're filming it, we're not... Like, we're, only, we're filming it for our, our point of view, aren't we? So, yeah. like, it's not like that's mo- the most important part of, of the evening yeah. is to put on the best possible show we can to the people yeah. in the room. And for them to have a lovely experience, yeah. which in, me, which involves not worrying about being dragged up and, in, and in, humiliated, because we do like to humiliate people. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. Not at all. We're going to be lovely to you. You can relax and enjoy yourselves. And I'm really looking forward to the show. As we said, tickets are £9.50. There's a £1.50 membership fee on there as part of the etc. Now, what you also get with this is throughout the whole year, if there's shows on at the etc., well, there's always shows on at the etc., but occasionally you will get offered £1.50 tickets. Really? And here's the thing, you've already paid that £1.50. Uh-huh. So you'll get offered free tickets for being a member throughout the year. You'll also get money off for shows. So what you're doing here, if you haven't been to the etc. theatre before, you're joining this new theatre, and it, I'm hoping you might... Take a chance on something and go see something else that you might not normally normally go to as a result of coming to our show. So that's really good and I'm, I'm proud to be part of an initiative like and, this to uh, get I mean, more live entertainment seen by more people. I think anyone listening to this podcast are probably Magic fans and it's the ideal venue to watch and perform Magic in. So it does attract a lot of magicians putting on shows there. I believe Luke Jumay did a show there last year. It was a few years ago, because I think he might have been part of, like, the, um... Oh, the London, Camden... The Camden Ho- Fringe. No, I think he's part of, like, the Horror Festival. Right. I think that's what it was. And it would have been his show, like, Jermaine Predicts. All right. And I think... Two, so it was probably 2015. We should get Luke on. Yeah. It'll happen one day. I need to send him a message. But, yeah, Luke Jermaine did a show there, and that got really good reviews all round because he's a great performer and he was performing in a beautiful setting so it's great to watch magic it's great to watch theater it's a lovely venue we've got a lovely show i'm really looking forward to it came anything else on split Egg no i think we, 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 we've we've covered it haven't we what else are we going to talk about today so obviously split Egg, a magic show about being twins is about us being twins and what it's like to be a twin some of the cliches people ask turned into magic routine but it's not just about us, it's about all twins. And we, we like to honour a few twins, a few twins get mentioned, so... Do you know if Roger Federer's got twins? Has he? He's got two sets of twins. So he's got four children. Yeah. Well, he might have more than four children. He's got twin boys and twin girls. 
Incredible. Mm. Do you reckon they'll be double tennis? Stars? I think they're going to take over the, the world of tennis. Wow. Because what we've got here is a list of our top ten I like twins. I like Roger Federer too. <laughs> He's the wild card, wasn't he? What won it? Roger Federer. He was a wild card the first year he won Wimbledon. And I'm happy to say that on record without fear of needing to delete this. Okay. Yeah, I remember him doing it. He had the little ponytail and the... I was not aware of that. Yeah. Fed. Everyone loves a bit of Fed. What well, we've got... Wild cards are normally older people that are coming back from... The people that aren't in the top. Right. 100 is what they are, or the top something. They're people outside of the top list. Is a wild card. So he it's was a, a young card. wild card. Yeah, he wasn't in the top 100, basically. All right. Or 200, or whatever it is, to be a wild card. He wasn't in that. And he won it. But what we but could... hey, that's for Peter Crouch to talk about on his podcast. <laughs> that is for Peter Crouch to talk about on his podcast. But what we have now is our list of the top 10 twins of all time. Kane? What, your list of... I've got a list of ten, okay. and I reckon some of them mm. will be, if I was to say name some famous twins, I reckon some of them will be on yours, so what we'll do is we'll name twins until we've named all ten on my list. Right. Do you want to you, go first? Well, you name, you name the one twin, and I'll name the, their partner. Okay. Vincent Benedict. <sighs> I don't know what his name is. John, Julian Benedict. Julius Benedict. Julius Benedict. Vincent and Julius Benedict. Fictional twins. Played by... Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And you said that in the right order, because Vincent the, is Danny. Yeah. From the film The Twins. Yeah, which we often walk on to the theme music too. We do, yeah. I don't I'll think run. anybody realises. No, I'll play at the end of this though, and then people will know. That's a really good film, isn't it, Twins? Yep, keep on going. Okay, Mary-Kate... And Ashley Olsen. Yeah, who get a mention in the show, don't they? They do, and you'll have to come to the show to find out why. Yeah. And that is also fictional. No, they're real people. No, but the, the mention in the show. <laughs> right. It's, it's a lie. We tell yeah. a lie. We tell a lie about Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Yeah. For the benefit... Of comedy. Of comedy, yeah. And I think it works. Sherry... And Terry. Sherry and Terry. Yeah. Who's... Second names I haven't mentioned, I um, written down here. They don't need them. But they've got to be the best twins of all time, haven't they? From The Simpsons? Yeah. Two of the most iconic twins ever. Also fictional. Yeah, and they, they say a classic line, We're twins! At one point in. Also, I haven't got them on the list, but I'll mention them at this point, those two freaky girls from the... Uh, they could do a bit more with Sherry and Terry in The Simpsons, I, I think. think so, yeah. Have they even had a shining moment? I don't know. I think they've kind of... They've stopped, haven't they, with the... They don't really... Do much with them anymore. No. They like to bring in new characters. Yeah. They need to go back to the basics, don't they, really, The Simpsons? I'd like another episode about Ralph, to be honest. Another heartbreak for Ralph. I can't wait to watch Simpsons today. Oh, it's going to be a good one, isn't it? Yeah. There's only a few hours to go. Now, I haven't written down their first names here, but I've written down... The Halloween ones will all be coming on. Oh, soon, the Halloween ones will be coming on. Do you know what? We spoke to um, Kieran Lefebvre. About his favourite episode. Lethia. About his favourite episode of The Simpsons. On record? On record. Was it on the podcast? On the podcast. Right. So at the end of the podcast, the last question was, what's your favourite episode? Yeah. And we had a little talk about it, and I thought, I'd love to do a Simpsons episode. A podcast about The Simpsons? Yeah. yeah. If there's enough, like, magic and circus and variety references, we could do the best the magic place. and circus and variety we references. We just need to get some other people into we need to get a round table. We'll do a round table. We'll get a round table. Neil Kelso, get it here. I've written down the Winklevoss twins. 
the Facebook. From the Facebook. But... Well, go on, tell me one of their first names. Controversial, the Winklevoss twins. Not actually twins. No. Weren't played by twins in the film. Yeah. The social now, network. Yes. Now, this is, a, this is an issue, isn't it? Is using CGI for twins... It's, it's a conversation I don't think we need to get into, isn't it? But, yeah. like... But Cameron and Tyler, yeah. Winklevoss... Was one person. They could have been played by two actors, couldn't they? But they got one guy yeah. and CGI'd him. Mm. It's kind of taken away all the jobs from us real twin yeah. actors that it, are trying to get some work. It isn't because cultural appropriation. That's not what it is. But there must be a word for it. Mm. We could have been the Winklevoss twins. It, I think it turns out that people don't really care, do they? No one cared. They were... No one signed our petition. Yeah. Do you know what? We'll have, we'll have petitions at Split Egg for people to sign on the way out for whether or not they want. We want twin jobs for twins. Yeah. yeah. Twin jobs for twins. Twin jobs for twins is what we want. Female roles for females. Yeah. I'm going to go controversial now with the next set of twins. Ronnie. Ronnie, second name? Ronnie Cray. Yeah, they're twins. Yeah. Reggie. Reggie. <laughs> Ronnie and Reggie. But should they be in our list of the top ten twins of all time, being as yeah. they were hardened criminals? Yeah, but they were good boys. Deep down. They loved their mother. They loved their mother. (laughs) They loved their mother. They were like Robin Hood, weren't they? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Stealing from the rich and giving it to the poor. Yeah, I don't know. Because they were poor, they were giving it to themselves. Yeah, to make themselves rich. They've probably got to be the most iconic twins on this list, I think. Mm. In pop culture. There were a lot of films made for them. Tom Hardy played both both Reggie and Ronnie in that film, didn't he? Yeah. Another case. More twin jobs for twins is what we want. (laughs) That's two films that we could have done. Yeah, that could have been us playing that. Yeah, I can agree. Watch this. What's that? Rolling pin. You can bake me a cake. See? We could be them. Who you? Any credit? Yeah. Mm. We easily could. Tom Hardy stealing jobs for twins. Now, I've got a couple here that you, you might... I don't know if you're going to know these. Jimmy Uso. Is he a wrestler? Yeah. This, this podcast got nothing to do with wrestling. Yes, it is. We've but had stop slipping wrestling in all uh, the time. Actually, we have wrestling listeners, I think you'll find. Yeah. From our Lucha Britannia episodes, they're still tuning. But I think Jimmy and I've got no idea. Jay yeah. Uso are very interesting. Are they related to The Rock? They are related to The Rock. All right, then. They're related to The Rock, and they're Rikishi's twin sons. Oh, now isn't that cool? I heard he lost the babies when he fell off the cage in London <laughs> in a big pile of sawdust. No, no, because it, in fact it wasn't him that was pregnant. Oh. No, but yeah, Rikishi. Classic. He just liked wearing ladies' clothing. He liked wearing thongs, yeah. Classic mid to late 90s, early noughties wrestler. I liked Ricky. Uh, I liked, liked Ricky. Any wrestler that was on SmackDown 2, yeah. That's a proper wrestler for me. Yeah. After that, all downhill. Yeah. Yeah. Like FIFA, that's gone downhill. The, wow, Pez was always better. Mm. Pez was always better. I played the new FIFA yesterday. Is there any twins on FIFA? Is there any football yeah. twins at the, the minute? Sessions. Are they twins? Yeah. Ryan and... Brian. <laughs> Brian and Ryan. <laughs> Ryan and his brother. Ryan and his Ryan brother. Session, who plays for... Fulham. Tottenham Hotspur. Ryan Sessignon's from Tottenham Hotspur, and his twin brother is still at Fulham, isn't he? Yeah, and he's playing. Right. There were the two at Man U, wasn't there, as well? Fabio and whatever he was called. One was a right back, one was a left back. The De Burs were twins, weren't they? Frank and Ronald De Burr iconic Dutch footballers. Steven Session. And are they twins? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think so. 
Do you want me to no. Google check it? Well, we're, people will let us know, won't they? I'm pretty sure they're twins. So Ryan and Stephen Sessignon, Frank and Ronald DeBurr, they're on the list as well now, which means I'm going to have to kick some people off my the, list. The Man U ones? Yeah, Fabio and his mate. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm not going to mention Nicky and Brie Bella now. They're not on my list anymore. Are they twins? Yes. But they've got different... Yes. <laughs> um, but the reason I thought they were fun on my list is they're, they're wrestlers as well, guys. Okay. They're wrestlers as well. But they used to do a move called Twin Magic, in which the mm-hmm. one would be hidden under the ring for the whole match. Right. One would get beaten up. Yeah. She'd and then roll out of the ring. They'd swap over. The one, uh, one would come in fresh, get a quick roll up and win. But did people not notice the... Or is that before the... It, it was before yeah. one had breast augmentation uh. surgery. And it was before you knew. You oh. didn't know there were two people. So at first, I think it was Brie Bella. I must say, some of the storylines in wrestling are quite good. Aren't they, they are, aren't they? Yeah. So it was like, here's this new woman. Either, it was either Brie or Nikki. I can't mm. remember which one came first. Here's this new female wrestler. And then she'd kind of like fall down. And then she'd go under the ring again. And then come back out and then win. And you were like, oh, goodness, that was good. And then it kept going, and slowly they planted the seed that she was going in and out of that ring too quickly. She was going in from one side and coming out the other. So you were like, surely something's going on. And then, bam, twins. It was revealed. That's cool. Yeah. Right, next one. Better not be a wrestler. No, what I've got here is Matt and Ross Duffer, who are the Duffer brothers who created Stranger Things. Okay. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. So they're on the list. Proclaimers I've got on the list as well. Yeah. They're twins. Yeah. But if we're going to do musicians, best twin musicians of all time? The Biffy Glyro boys. Ben and James Johnson. But they've got different hair. <laughs> they have got different... Now, I think the one shaped his off as well now. I think they're both they've bald. Di- different tattoos. Different tattoos, yeah. So that's it. That's our list of the best twins of all time. And um, if, if you want to go somewhere and get a coffee, I know a coffee shop stroke cereal cafe in London town yeah that's uh, run by some twins yeah them Irish boys the Serial Serial Killer Cafe yep on Brick Lane yeah so if you want to support some twins this month go to Serial Killer Cafe yeah buy a ticket to watch Stephen Session play <laughs> yeah I think he's at West Brom now and come and watch Split Egg a magic show about being twins and I reckon with the, Cain and Abel I reckon the Winklevoss twins are still making money off Facebook yeah. So share this podcast on Facebook and you're doing everyone a good favour. Cheers, guys. We'll see you November the 16th at Split Egg Magic Show about the twins. We'll be back next week with a very good guest. Is it? Recorded. You've done the recording? In a museum. Can you reveal who it is? No. Uh, you've got to listen. But he is literally the best magician. Okay, I know who it is. That'll be a fun one. you got to talk into the phone, bozo. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent. Dearest Vincent, I know you don't know who I am, but believe me, I came halfway across whoa, the whoa, world. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got another six hours to pay the money back. And tell the claim brothers that harassing a man who's already in the slammer is beneath even them, all right? I don't know any claim brothers. I'm your brother, Julius. Huh? Come again? My name is Julius, and I'm your twin brother. Oh, obviously. The moment I sat down, I thought I was looking into a mirror. We are not identical twins. 
<gasps> oh, no. No. Well, I wouldn't be too sure, pal. I don't lie. I am your brother, and you must let me help you get out of here. You want to help me get out? Yes, right now. Well, money talks and bullshit walks. How can bullshit walk? That's slang, huh? Yeah. I'm <laughs> fast company here. Hey, take a look over there. See that man? Pay him money. All right? They let me out. Okay? I'll be anything you want. Your aunt, your uncle, your sister, your cousin, your brother-in-law. Anything. All right? Okay. All right? I pay right now. You pay now. Okay, man. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go pay. Good. All right. Pay him. What is this? Candid camera? Thank you for listening to Talking Tricks with Cade and Abel. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast.